Welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cozy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast. This is episode 90. If you could see me now, listener, you'd be laughing. I am hunched over on the sofa recording this. Normally I'm in my office. I'm hunched over on the sofa recording this. Um, I've broken my toe. I couldn't bear to schlep down to the office with uh, all the stuff I needed to take because I've been working from the sofa. So I've brought stuff back here and then I forgot the microphone, had to go back again. I've got a new portable um, like soundproofing shield. So I'm hoping that's going to make the sound better. But yeah, I'm hunched over like over the coffee table, which is a bit ridiculous. Um, but anyway, needs must when you've broken your toe, you can't get proper shoes on. And yeah, just a bit of an idiot. Anyway, hope you've had a good week aside from that. Oh, the other thing to say is, of course, this is going out late. It's going to go out on Saturday, not Friday because of said toe injury. Um, but uh, never mind. These things happen, right? So um, today, the episode, I want to talk about something a bit different than I normally do. Obviously, um, each week I do, I alternate between a solo episode and a guest interview. Um, and actually, I'd love to know, which do you prefer, solo or guest? That would be really helpful. Um, I love the guest interviews for the richness that it brings to the conversation, because I always speak with amazing women who have got really inspirational and motivational and uplifting stories to share, but also really honest stories about how stuff hasn't always gone to plan and how it is possible to um, succeed and to um, blossom and to prosper, even when things have been quite hard in your life. Um, So for my solo episodes, I talk mainly about mindset, about how you're feeling about yourself, about how you can push yourself forward, about how you feel about yourself. But today um, I want to talk about me and my menopause. Um, And the reason I want to talk about that is because it's something that's impacting me. Um, It's something that people have started to ask me about. And I think it's something that isn't talked about enough. Obviously, Davina McCall has done a great job of raising awareness of the menopause. And I am slightly worried that in some ways it's almost gone the other way. It's like this, like the menopause has become this thing, which is um, this terrible, terrible thing, which, you know, destroys you. And and it, well, in my experience, it doesn't. Um, Not to say that it it wouldn't be very bad for you, but I guess what I want to explain is what my journey has been to where I am now, because increasingly what I'm finding in my friends and with social media followers who message me about it is there's this real sense of, lack of information. Clearly I'm not a doctor, just talking from experience. Um, not sure what to do. 
don't feel confident when speaking with their GP. So I just wanted to talk to you a bit about that. So essentially, I've always been quite lucky with um, with my periods and they've been fine. And um, yeah, they've just been fine, just manageable and not an issue. But I think I started to notice, I think that's when I really thought I was in perimenopause. Oh, and let me just say, I didn't know what perimenopause was. So when I went to my GP repeatedly over the last probably three or four years, I was told you're not in menopause. Well, I didn't realise that you were in perimenopause. Does that make sense? So perimenopause is all the, the sweats and the, the, you know, the changes that you go through before you become, before you're fully in menopause. But I don't think anybody ever explains that. Anyway, so actually, let me take you back. So about four years ago, I started to notice that I got really, really um, extreme hot sweats. And I was working in corporate at the time. And I found that I couldn't, um, I couldn't wear anything long sleeved, had to wear something short sleeve and then put a jacket or a cardigan over because when I got one, it was started get. And I remember saying to my boss at the time, is it hot in here? And she said, no. And I was like, oh, like it was unbelievable. And it's weirdly, I didn't really connect it. My mum still has hot sweats now. My mum's nearly 70, my mum's 75, nearly 76. And she still gets hot sweats now, which is just unbelievable. And she went through the menopause in her fifties, I think. Um, so I had these like period of like hot flushes, hot flashes, um, tropical moments as, uh, somebody, uh, somebody once said to me, I had these, but I didn't really connect it with anything. And then actually they went away. So I haven't had any for, for years. So I had those, um, uh, but I noticed things were changing in myself. So I was thickening around the middle, um, which, you know, is probably down to some chocolate and wine and gin. But anyway, I was thickening around the middle. Um, but then in the last couple of years, I started to feel that other things were going on with me. And I have to say that the the GP surgery that I was with were really unsupportive. So I had over the years, I said, I think there's something not right with me. Like, I'm not ill and I'm not like suffering or in pain, but I think that I'm not right. And I just, in, just repeatedly got told you're too young you're not menopausal this can't be happening to you you know kind of just get on with it and I've had tests for lots of different things and I've um I've had problems with my tummy and stuff like that and but the, the menopause thing or perimenopause was just always dismissed anyway things came to a head probably spring last year and it was when you couldn't get um, face-to-face appointments at the GP and I rang and requested an appointment and the GP called me back and she said oh um she said oh what's going on and then she said what's been going on in your life and I said I told her what had been going on you know not just lockdown not just starting a business but something really huge had happened in my life I'd experienced a great loss and she immediately said you're depressed I think you're depressed let's look at antidepressants and I said to her I'm not depressed I've been depressed in my life. I'm not depressed. And interestingly, the summer before, I'd actually caught up with a friend and she was making cups of tea for us. And she asked me three times which one she'd put the sweetener in. And I said to her, what's the matter with you? And she said, I'm going through the menopause. She said, I can't, I can't think straight. I can't remember. I can't remember which cup I put the sweetener in. And, um, and then she told me her experience with her doctor where, 
they immediately said that she was depressed and put her on antidepressants. And she said, I'm not depressed. I just am struggling with what's going on with me. So she said, if you follow, if you, you know, pursue it with the doctors, make sure they don't just, you know, mark you down as being depressed because, you know, some people are depressed, but, you know, she wasn't and I'm not. So when the GP saying to me, I think you're depressed, I said, I'm not depressed. I've had a difficult year and I've been quite low, but I'm not depressed. I know what it's like to be depressed and I'm not. So she said, oh, okay, well, um, you know, this, that and the other, you need to come in and see me. So I went in to see her and I actually wrote a list down. I wrote a list of all the things that were going on with me because I knew that I wouldn't be able to remember when I got in there. So these are some of the things that I wrote down. So heavy and more frequent periods, the sweats that I'd had some years before, weight gain around my middle. Um, I didn't know this until I watched the Davina program, but I was increasingly um, experiencing electric shocks and shocking my husband. So I used to, I, I am quite prone to electric shocks anyway, but they were really, really increased, probably six a day. Um, my hair was thinning and falling out. I was really emotional. I'm an emotional being anyway, but I was really emotional, disturbed sleep, feeling exhausted. My libido was lower, um, memory loss. So literally I'd be thinking, I'd, I'd think, oh, I need to text, let's just say my friend Kerry. I need to text Kerry. And then I'd go to the phone and then I'd think, what's her name? And then I'd have to really rack my brains, even though just a minute before I thought I need to message Kerry. Um, so complete memory loss where I just couldn't even find the basic words or I'd be telling a story and I just completely lost what I was saying. Um, bloating and anxiety. And I think there's more, but those were the kind of key ones. So I explained that all to her. And again, she said she felt I was too young. So last year I was 46. She said that when I said my periods were getting heavier, she said that means you're not perimenopausal because your periods get lighter, which I I actually said to her, that's factually incorrect because it is. Your periods will change. So they might get lighter. They might get heavier. They might get intermittent. So, you know, like now I'm, I'll have a period every two weeks, which is awful. But the, the the thought that they only get lighter because you're coming to the end of them is actually not true. Um, and the GP, and this was the nearly the straw that broke the camel's back, said to me, oh, we've had so many women coming in since that Davina was on the telly. Like it was a bad thing. I thought it was a good thing. Women are actually speaking out and saying, this is not right. Anyway, so I was, you know, this is what I came away with. No, no nearer to, no nearer to HRT um, or even any support. Basically, what the GP said to me was, well, you know, there's some risks associated with HRT. Go away and do your research. Well, I wanted somebody to talk to me with their, you know, medical head on to tell me what was right and what wasn't. I didn't want to have to go away and research it on my own because you can find evidence for anything you want to research, good or bad. Um, so I was pretty unhappy with what she'd said to me. She just told me to basically to go away. And anyway, then a chance conversation with um, somebody at a party, the lady I was talking to, I was explaining to her that I was frustrated and she said, you need to change the practice. She lives near to me and she said, change to this practice. They are amazing. So I switched practice, which I thought was like quite a big deal. And I felt a bit like I was going to be a social pariah in my town, but I changed practice on the recommendation of this lady who's a nurse. 
went to this new surgery and um, had my first appointment with them, said what was going on. They said, all right, you need to um, you need to speak to I had actually had a face to face appointment before Christmas last year. Right. We need to put you in touch with um, uh, like they've got they've got a specific menopause, like a, a nurse who's like the lead for menopause. I'll just say that the GP at my old practice is the gynecological lead and she was giving me factually incorrect information. Anyway, um, so in January this year, I finally had a conversation with this nurse who who specialises in the menopause and or supporting women who, who were going through perimenopause. And I, it was only a phone conversation, but I actually finally felt for the first time in like three or four years or however long I've been trying to get somebody to listen to me, that she listened to me. And she asked me what was going on with me. I explained it all. And then I just said to her, why do I have to beg? Why do I have to beg for something which is going to help me? And she said, you don't have to beg, Laura. You don't have to beg me. You can have it. So then we discussed what I would have. Obviously, with HRT, anything that you take, any medication you take comes with a risk. But for me, the benefits of it outweigh the risk that it, it you know, it kind of brings up in me. So um, I opted for um, the gel, estrogen gel and then progesterone tablets. So I put the gel on in the morning and take the tablets at night. And it probably took a good couple of months in, but I began to feel so much better in myself. And I'll just say that, like, I am an emotional person, very emotional, and I've been through something so painful in the last 18 months, so painful and awful. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So it was kind of hard to separate what I was feeling with... Uh, like the perimenopause, if that makes sense. So it was hard to work out whether I would be feeling that way anyway, or if the perimenopause was creating it, exacerbating it, you know, keeping me in a, in a highly emotional state anyway. But once I started taking HRT, I really started to feel much more settled in myself. It was really hard to explain. It's hard to explain to you what I was like before. I just didn't feel myself, wasn't ill, not in pain not struggling, but just not myself. And now I feel like I'm me again. I'm back to being Laura. And um, so the latest thing in my journey to um, is they made me have a coil, which I didn't really want. But anyway, I've got a call. So that means I don't take my tablets at night now, which is a shame because they used to like knock me out. They, uh, I take them and that I would sleep all the way through like a baby, which was amazing. So I guess the reason I wanted to talk to you about that is I just felt like I'm going to fall apart. And actually I can't because, you know, I've got this big thing that had happened to me. But then I had like, I've got my children, I've got my stepdaughters, I've got my husband, I've got a business, I've got a loving family to be, you know, I've got too much going on. I can't fall apart. I don't want to fall apart. Who wants to fall apart? Who wants to have a nightmare, you know, feel awful? So HRT has helped me so much. And I'm not saying that HRT is the be all and end all. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is stand up for what you want to help yourself to feel better. And there are lots of alternatives to HRT. So my sister-in-law is a midwife and she uses a kind of natural, um, she takes a natural supplement or tablet. I'm not sure what it is, which is like a kind of more natural alternative to HRT. So 
I'm not saying HRT is the be all and end all. What I'm saying is I feel more regulated in terms of myself, my emotions, how I feel, how I get up in the morning. I'm sleeping better. Therefore, I'm in a better mood. I just feel like more me. I don't have the electric shocks anymore, you know, what now and again, but not at the rate I was having. Um, I'm still tired. I sleep a lot. I do sleep a lot. But I think what I need to do is start getting, paying more attention to my cycle. I did a brilliant interview with um, like a female health coach um, from the States last week. That's going to go out in a few months time. But it was really interesting what she was saying about tracking your cycle and not making your period the be all and end all of your hormonal cycle. Like the period is just one bit of it. Actually, your hormones and your emotional cycle are so important. So pay attention to those things. Things like... Uh, I'm trying not to drink as much these days because drinking kind of doesn't really suit me. But I could go out one night and have two drinks and feel absolutely paralytic drunk, feel wrecked for days after and feel absolutely terrible. And then other times, like on last Sunday, I hadn't drunk all weekend. I thought, oh, I fancy a glass of wine. And then I had another one and I drank a whole bottle, which I don't very rarely do these days. Woke up the next day, felt absolutely fine. So there's definitely something in your hormones about how you sleep, how you process alcohol, how you feel, how tired you are, um, maybe how emotional you are, just everything. So one thing I would say is talk to your female friends. This is just my story. This is what's happened to me. And since I've been more vocal about what happened to me, it's really interesting because I've seen more friends go, yeah, I'm going to push for it. Yes, I got HRT, friends in Australia, friends all over, you know, just saying, yes, I feel more kind of empowered to go. Yeah, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I want to explore. This is how I want to be listened to. And if you talk to your female friends, you'll get a different story every time because everybody's experience is different and what worked for them may be different. I was talking, maybe different to you. I was talking to somebody yesterday who has been taking HRT since she was 40 and I'm not sure how old she is actually, uh, but anyway, quite some, quite some years. And she said she just couldn't manage without it. There's this, there's this whole thing, right, where it, you don't necessarily need the hormones just to get over um, the period of perimenopause, actually those hormones will always be missing. And if you were missing iron, you would take an iron supplement, which is what I'm taking now. If you were missing something else, you would be taking a supplement for that. So I don't know why HRT gets such a bad press. But yeah, do your research, talk to your friends, find out what's going on, look at different alternatives if that's right for you. I've got another friend who went to, paid to see quite an expensive menopause consultant because... Um, she felt she wasn't being listened to with her GP. And what, she, what they discovered was that she was lower in testosterone. And again, I'm not giving medical advice, but this is what she discovered when she went to see that consultant. So be your own advocate, be your own health advocate. If you're not feeling great in yourself and you think you've noticed changes in yourself, then perhaps you are perimenopausal. I've read th stories online of people saying that everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and claiming they're perimenopausal when they're not. Well, don't do that. But, you know, if you're in that kind of phase of life and also don't be don't be dismissed. I was dismissed for years because I was too young. And I'm saying that in inverted commas, because how do they know what too young is? People go through it at all ages. So we shouldn't just be written off.
Oh, and the other thing I'll say is in my um, in my local hospital, there's a test they can do for the menopause, which is really unreliable because it's based on your hormones. And it was some ridiculous thing where they won't test you. Uh, they'll only test you if you're under 45. But then there was something else about being over 45 and I was 46. So they said, but they won't test you. It was absolutely preposterous. It was like you, you were damned if you did and damned if you didn't. And I said to the GP, that doesn't actually make any sense. And she went, don't shoot the messenger. I didn't make the rules. And I thought, well, I know, but I'm just saying that makes no sense. Um, so if you are feeling that you need a little bit of support, do ask, seek the help, speak to friends, speak to people who've been through it, speak to your GP, have a look at some menopause website. So um, there's some great, I think it's menopause matters is what I follow on Instagram, but there's another doctor. I'll see if I can find her link and put it in the show notes. There's some really good people to follow who've got really good advice. Um, but don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. This is, you know, if you're of a similar age to me, you should be in the prime of your life. You shouldn't feel that you are not finished, but you shouldn't feel marginalised or diminished or or smaller because you're perimenopausal, because you are absolutely not. Right, I've had enough of bending over now, the uh, bending over the coffee table. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, would you share it with a friend who might be menopausal and might need a bit of assistance? So I would love for you to spread the word about being your own health advocate. Do, do you and make sure that you get the support and the help that you need, whatever that help and support looks like. Have a great week. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review five-star one would be perfect and subscribe this helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily oh and don't forget to come and find me on social media the links are in the show notes i would love to help you to transition into your own dream life it's what i'm really good at see you next time my fellow dreamer